listening to CLNS Media, powered by BetOnline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. Welcome to the NBA Front Office Show, bringing you inside rumors and transactions around the league with your hosts, Keith Smith and Trevor Lane. Brought to you by LakersNation.com and CLNS Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another show. As always, we are powered by CLNS Media and LakersNation.com. Well, free agency is almost here. We are right up on the buzzer. We're going to be starting free agency Sunday at 6 o'clock Eastern time. Can't wait. This is the NBA silly season. It is going to be frenzy. It's going to be wild. And it is, I'm here for it. I can't wait for free agency to begin. We're going to be diving into the Western Conference. And as always, joining me is Keith Smith. Keith, thanks so much for hopping in. And how excited are you for free agency to start? Oh, man, I can't wait. It's, uh, it, 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 although it doesn't it feel like it kind of started like two weeks ago. Like it, it, there's been so much going did. on. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like everybody, like, like it's weird. Like, how do we know Kemba is like going to Boston? Like did Kemba decide that all on his own? Cause I like, certainly can't talk. No, there's no know? tampering so, going yeah. on. That does right. not and, happen in the NBA. I mean, yeah. Back channeling and, is not a thing. And, and, the, and so may, maybe the Lakers might have Anthony Davis meet with, uh, Kawhi Leonard in a meeting. Anthony yeah, Davis totally isn't fine. even a Laker. He's you know he's a New Orleans Pelicans. Kawhi to New Orleans. There it is. Reported here first. You heard it here. <laughs> um, yeah. No man. I, I'm super psyched. I can't wait. It is. Uh, it is absolutely my most favorite time of the year. As we said in the last episode, we'll probably see it again. This six o'clock start time on a Sunday is just so perfect for me. I absolutely cannot wait. This is going to be fantastic. So yeah, but but I'm excited to get in the West. You know we we we. Did do did our due diligence on the East, and, and now let's let's do the Western teams. Let's get into it with Dallas. Sounds good to me. Now, before we dive into it, first, a quick reminder, guys: if you go on to Apple Podcasts, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to this show. We've gotten great feedback off the first few episodes we've done, but as always, we want more subscribers and and more uh, reviews. That helps us out with iTunes uh, and and Apple Podcasts, I should say. So, if you guys wouldn't mind doing that, if you toss any questions there into our reviews, we'll make sure we discuss them on our on our next show. So. Fire some questions at us. Use our reviews for that. And uh, please give us a five-star rating. We would certainly appreciate it. All right, so let's kick things off here. Western Conference, the wild, wild west. Wide open now with the Golden State Warriors dealing with injury issues. And we're kicking things off with the Dallas Mavericks. Keith, what's their cap situation look like there in Dallas? Yeah, Dallas is in really good shape, shape cap-wise. They are probably going to hit this summer. My projection has them at about $28.8 million. So not not quite enough room for a mm-hmm. max free agent, but but close. That does include retaining the cap hold for Chris Saps, Porzingis, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Maxi Kleba, uh, three restricted free agents that it looks like Dallas will bring back. I have them renouncing everybody else. Really, the rest of their guys are either guys they're going to move on from or their guys they'll bring back later on minimum deals like J.J. Barea, uh, Devin Harris. So we, I think we can probably lock in those two guys will be on the Mavericks. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, God forbid they can't let Dirk go in those two. No, 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 no. Not <laughs> allowed. 
right we love luke and chris Stapps, but that, that's just too much so yeah so it's going to be uh, really interesting to see what dallas does um you know they've been linked to all sorts of guys but but it, it's kind of funny every time one report comes out it seems to be countered from the team with no nah, it's not us so yeah but again let's remind everybody it's lion season so yep. so let, let's see let's see where this is all at but yeah exciting summer for for dallas because they're going to commit to chris Stapps on a full max deal it sounds like and then they are they have luca and, and add some guys around him and i think they could be right in the mix for the playoffs and we should mention with with porzingis because he has less than six years of nba experience that means his max is not going to be the same max that we talk about when we talk about say kemba walker Kyrie Irving, uh, Kawhi Leonard, those guys, and even Kevin Durant is in a different tier than those guys in the middle that we just mentioned. So his max is actually going to start a little over $27 million. So that's what the, the Mavericks are going to be looking to, to pay out to him. Now, given that he spent all last year injured, um, any concerns about that? Or do you think that's just the price that the Mavs had to pay in order to keep him around? Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think there's any concerns. All reports where he could have played last year post yeah. All Star break and post trade deadline. It just the decision was made. There's no reason Dallas knew they weren't a playoff team at that point. And quite frankly, all he would have done is maybe help them win an extra game or two. So that decision was an easy one to say. Let's not you know, run the risk of anything here. So, in as far as when you look at the contract, they. It's, they gave up so much to get him. When you give up that much, of course, you're going to do everything you can to retain him. So, so to. it's you know, yeah, it is what it is. And you know, when when you start a contract at 27 million, it's if he bounces back and is what we all think he can be, you're going to be fine. Like that, that's going to be an absolutely fine deal. Mm-hmm. And then by the time he's aging out of that, Luke is into his, yeah, you, you know, first big extension. So things are lining up pretty good for the Mavs. Yeah, they're, they're pretty well set. Now, the one name that we've heard connected to them, uh, and there's been actually a few names, but one of them has been Kemba Walker, right, to come over as potentially a point guard, although we're hearing more and more that he's likely headed to the Boston Celtics. But if they need to get there to get to that max space of that 32, I would imagine uh, Finney Smith and, uh, and Kleba would just be, they would just renounce those rights and that would at least get them a little bit closer. Yeah, I, I you know I actually think they might go a different way. I think they might wave and stretch Courtney Lee. I, I oh, think that okay. would be the way way you would go there, or just try and first dump him in the mm-hmm. cap space somewhere. You know, but there there's a couple of teams sitting on a whole whole bunch of cap space, and, and you could even maybe trade him to a team with cap space where he could be a useful player right. for for that team. It's we only have a couple days left on it, but keep an eye. Maybe J.R. Smith that could could be a workable deal. Right. Send, send him to Cleveland and wave J.R. Smith. That would gain him. What, what about uh, 12-ish million more in cap space uh, or about 9 million because the difference between Smith's guarantee and, and uh, Lee's contract for this year so th- there's definitely ways that they can get there if they need to and it's not going to be one of those things and yeah. it you know we'll see with Kemba right I, I think I think he'd be a perfect fit on the court I've been told Kemba's an East Coast guy. He uh, he really wants to stay in the, on the East Coast. That's where he wants to be. So so I think it'll probably go a slightly different way. But you know it's it's good to have those options. And and you know I'm curious to see. They've also been linked to Al Horford. So let's see what happens there. Right. I, I don't you know right. He'd be a great fit. I personally like a little bit more of a bruiser next to Porzingis up right. front, like a Robin Lopez type. I think would be really good for them. But but we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I feel like like the Al Horford thing is a giant game of not it as far as the NBA fan bases go because nobody wants to be the team paying him four years over a hundred million. That that's the rumor. I'm still ha- I'm still skeptical. Is a team really going to give Al Horford that at age thirty three at I don't know. I, I can't see that as being a good decision. No, no, I'm with you on that one. And I also believe for Al Horford's sake, I am um, really kind of, I, I hope it's true. I hope, hope that's out there, but I don't 
you know, who knows if it actually is, right? Let's right. let's see because again, these things come out for a reason and, and all that stuff. So I'm, we're gonna find out here, per you know, obviously within a couple couple days here, probably what what exactly is going on there. And you know, I I hope it's out there for him, but yeah, we'll see. But we're not talking the East, but Celtics fans don't get all excited because it doesn't mean you're keeping them. Because if you're getting Kemba, Al's got to go yeah. for for cap space. So. All right, moving on to our next team, up-and-coming young team in the Western Conference, Denver Nuggets in an interesting position, particularly with that contract to Paul Millsap. Yeah, absolutely. Team option. Still haven't heard news on that. It's going to be done uh, less than a day from now by 5 p.m. on the 29th ahead of free agency. So we're still waiting to hear on that one. So, you know, keep your... Okay, keep your eyes open, I guess, ears open, whatever it is you're right. you know, reading or listening. And I would say with Millsap, it's starting to feel like I would not be surprised if they just go ahead and pick that up now. And the reason being is then I think what you do is that roster is about to get super expensive because Jamal Murray's owed a new deal. Right. You've already signed a couple other guys. And what I think they might do is pick this up for $30 million this year and then say, hey, Paul, how about next year? $10 million. And then that's really look at it as that was a two-year, forty million dollar contract, and and that ten million next year would really help them, you know, on their on their books and saving potentially against the luxury tax and those kind of things. Then you know, of course, they could always you know. Uh, not pick up that team option and then re-sign him to a much smaller deal this year, but add a couple couple years on to the contract. So, well, one way or the other. But I really, other than that, that's where the intrigue kind of stops, I think, with the Nuggets. Because there's right. just, I, I don't see them doing a whole heck of a lot, but that's probably a good thing because I don't think they need to do a whole heck of a lot. No, they've got a really young roster. They're going to get better just because they've got young guys that are maturing. And so they don't need to fix things a whole lot. They don't need to go tinker with their lineup. They don't need to go trade everybody except for three players like a certain team that I know. Um, they are, they're pretty well set. And so you're going to see a consistent Denver Nuggets team. If they feel like somebody's out there in free agency that can really help them and is better than Millsap, maybe they, um, they decide to decline that option and then they have a little bit of money to spend, even though it's not a ton. Um, but it, yeah, I think you're right. I think ultimately push comes to shove it picking up that $30.5 million option, even though it is a lot for Paul Millsap, I think that's probably the way to go just because you're keeping your team intact then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, they're not going to do anything that costs them Millsap. If they don't pick it up, they've got something prearranged right. to, to sign him. Now I know people will be like, that's what you said about the Celtics and Al Horford. Well, you know, that's what we thought, but no, no one's gonna, No one's coming with Paul Millsap for four years, hundred million. Not, not at this point, you know, like they did for Horford. So we'll, we'll see, you know, and, and again, if that Horford thing's even real, but yeah. The, and then in the nuggets, they picked up bowl bowl. In uh, mm-hmm. you know, the draft, yep. there, there's that was a nice draft move. trades. I, I like that one. I think think that's a you know good one. I expect him to almost maybe get uh, Michael Porter Jr. treatment and get not not a full stash uh, redshirt year, but I think he'll log G League time. I think right. you know they'll find a they don't. It's important to note the Nuggets don't have their own G League team. They're one of the handful of teams that do not. So they have to find a flex arrangement it's called with another team to take bull bull in but they'll figure that out they did that this past year with uh thomas welsh and brandon goodwin as their primary two-way players so they'll 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 get that done if they want but i would expect bull to you know i i don't know impact on the court this year for for the nuggets i think you know development year spend some time in the g league practice year but michael porter jr in a way is almost like an addition to the roster right really he's he's a lottery pick coming in Absolutely. I think he's going to be their backup four, 
behind um you know Millsap and or four five you know three four with him and Hernan Gomez probably splitting the difference there and I think think that's really good because I think that's another reason to keep Millsap because then you can slowly get Porter coming in and if Porter's healthy and ready to go well then the Nuggets have a ridiculous steal there and they're just gonna look you know really really good with that guy you know coming in and that's why maybe next year Millsap slows down. You almost see it go kind of like this. They replace each other, and you know, and, and off you go. Millsap ages gracefully into the backup role, and, and we go. So uh, I'm really excited for Porter because this is a guy who was talked about as the number one overall pick. You know, heading yeah, into of that draft year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, big, big time. You know, big, big guy. You know, good, good ball handling, good scoring. He's um, you know, got, got that good build. You know, so I, I'm, I'm excited for him. I, I hope you know he's healthy and we can see him on the court this year. Yeah, that's that's it. You just got to get him healthy, and hopefully he will because he would be an exciting one to see out there. All right, um, moving on to the Golden State Warriors, the former champs, the Golden State Warriors. I'm surprised they were the they were the prohibitive favorite to win it this year. Didn't happen. String of injuries. Now they're in an interesting situation with both Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson. Although we hear they are preparing max offers for both. Uh, and they could have a massive, massive, ridiculously expensive payroll, including a luxury <laughs> tax bill that is astronomical. What do you think is going on with the uh, with the Golden State Warriors here? Yeah, so let's knock out Thompson and Durant first. Thompson, that one seems a lot more sure to go down as a full uh, max contract, and that that's the right move to make. I think that's something you, you really kind of have to do uh, there. You, you take care of him. He's such a key guy along with Steph to to everything they do offensively and everything they built, and that includes going back to pre-KD being there. So, and Thompson, guys, you know, it's not that ACL injuries aren't impactful, but guys come back from them all the time now, yeah. and, you know, and are pretty good and thompson's right you know in those prime years so i i'm, I'm fine with that one and I, and I think you know there was a couple reports out there this week that if they mess around and don't offer him he'll take meetings with the clippers and talk to other teams and, and i'm sure he would it's but just that's a just exactly that's yep. what it is it's it's come on let's not play games let's just get this done yep. as for kd who knows right we're still sitting here yeah. you know if, you know, if we recorded the show a couple of days ago before we, we got sick and had sick little ones and all that, we might have been talking about KD to the Nets being like the, the thing that looks yeah. like it's happening. And now it looks like who knows if that's the way it's going to go down. So we're, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with KD because he is – I I am kind of leaning now towards he comes back to the Warriors and, you know, and then signs that Big Max deal, rehabs on their dime. They run it back for a year and then kind of reset and see where things are after that. But, you know, well, we'll see. I mean, Kate, Katie's another one of these guys. He's going to do what he wants to do. You know, I just I, I'm starting to struggle to see these other teams say we're going to give you a full max contract with the idea of sit out for one of three or four four seasons on that deal. I think it's going to be out there. I think that somebody's going to offer it to oh, him. absolutely. Um, Golden yeah, State definitely. And there's other teams that will. Uh, but the question is, what does Kevin Durant want to do? And that's the yeah. that that's one of the big mysteries right now is where is he ultimately going to land? Even knowing yep. that he's probably not going to play. The the other question mark we have here for the, sorry one one thing yeah, I want to I just want to clear like clean that up a little yeah. and rephrase. It's not that Kevin Durant wouldn't go. I think it's what well, what we need to consider is is anybody else going to go with him? 
Yeah. Right. Like the yep. Knicks would throw that deal at him because that's not, yeah. I mean, what do they have to lose? It's, you know, so what? You know, worse that comes to worse thing comes to worse. He, you know, never makes it back and he still stink. Because, like, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I, I, I wonder if it's lining up the way he thought it was. But go ahead, go ahead where you were going to go. Well, I was going to say the other, the other question mark here is, uh, is Demarcus Cousins, right? I mean, the sure. thought, the thought for, you know, pretty much from the moment that he signed with the Golden State Warriors was, okay, he's definitely leaving. Because they're not going to be able to really pay him that much. But if Durant and Clay Thompson, which is unlikely, but if they both leave, are the Warriors then in a position where they need to bring Boogie back? I mean, what what happens with him in this whole situation? Yeah, and what he could almost do is they could he they could resign him using the exception again and give him a bump off that. They could just mm-hmm. give him the small bump off his pay. I think they bump him right around what what is it? I'm looking it up. Six point four million is what they could give him uh, right out of the gate. And, and I think if you're cousins, you might even look at it as, all right, well, this my my return to play season didn't exactly go as hoped because came back, didn't look so good, then got hurt again, yeah. you know, just as I was starting to look better. But then he looked pretty good towards the end of the finals, I thought. I thought he was playing fairly well and gave them some stuff. And, and I, it, But I'm starting to wonder if this is the one where the Warriors now need him more than he needs the Warriors, which is so yeah. funny compared to where we were a year ago. Because he needed a team, he needed nobody he needed anybody to pick him up. Yeah, exactly. And now it's it's you know what what it, what are we going to do? How are we going to build this thing forward? So it'll be really you know one of those names to watch there because he could be a guy who you see a team who all of a sudden is like wow geez you know we're we're out of cap space here and it's uh you know moving forward and they might say all right twelve million. You know, for a year for Boogie yeah. Cousins, and then all of a sudden, deal. Like, okay, yeah, you know, so we'll 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 have to keep an eye on him because he he's a guy who you know I think could be much better this next year than what he was last year. Yeah, agreed. And I think he he should be right. I mean, he's a, a skilled mm-hmm. player coming back from an injury like that 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 he did two injuries actually uh, is not easy. So it'll be interesting to see where he winds up. Maybe a team that starts to that as the market starts to thin in terms of the the prospects that are out there for them uh, may just toss a big one year deal at him, and then maybe we see Boogie rehabbing somewhere else and trying to recover and then hit free agency again in twenty twenty. Uh, heading down south. Hold on. I want a couple oh, yeah. more things on the Warriors real quick. Uh, keep an eye on Sean Livingston. He has uh, $2 million of his $7.6 million contract guaranteed. There is rumors that Livingston is going to retire. But what I think we could see the Warriors do is convince him to uh, not do that and then use guarantee that full amount and use that to get some depth. Um, as uh, It was really interesting. I, I know people probably listened to uh, the Dunked On podcast uh, um, mock off season. Oh yeah, yep. and one of the things they did in that was Crowder, they Jay Crowder from the Grizzlies for Livingston, and I think it was a pick or something like that. Um, think that way. They think of ideas like that, where because this Warriors team needs depth, and they're very challenged to how they're going to add it. So I think that could be you know something that that they do. I mean, they could always decide you know all right, fine, I'll give it one more year. You know, let's run this thing back. Um, and then at the draft, Jordan Poole. Kind of a interesting flyer, good guard, you know, with size, um, about six foot five. He, he should be fairly solid for them uh, going forward. Um, Going to take some development time, you know, and they they haven't really hit on their draft picks as of late, so that's been kind of tough. And then the last last guy I want to touch on is um Alan Smilagich. 
Um, really interesting story is a kid they picked up in the second round. They, they actually uh, traded up to get him. And he actually played for their G League team last year. Um, and, and how this works is he wasn't he wasn't old enough to be drafted in the NBA. So he came over, played in the G League for the year, and then declared for the NBA. And then the Warriors had him. And now the Warriors are, hey, I want to bring this. We want this guy. We, we saw him all year. He ran off and hid <laughs> back home in, I believe it was Serbia. Didn't work out for anybody, and now now the Warriors traded up to get him. So he's a somebody to keep an eye on. I think he's good chance he's part of the rotation by midseason. Uh, there, big man. Yeah, uh, and we that. and we know they're going to need bodies, especially depending on what happens yeah. with uh, with Kevon Looney. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, another free agent to watch. He he's a guy who you could very easily see getting paid a lot more than anybody thinks. And what I think will be interesting with Kevon Looney is. The Warriors, people think of last year when they were bound, they could only pay him so much because of because uh, they had renounced it or uh, declined his team option on his rookie scale mm-hmm. deal. That no longer exists. They can pay him, you know, a big contract and, and bring him in on that. So, all right, we can go to the Rockets now. I guess we have to. All right, if we <laughs> if we've got to head down to the Houston Rockets and what they're doing. I mean, look. <laughs> The Rockets have no cap space. Daryl Morey says, I don't care. I'm going after stars anyway, and I will figure it out. They're trying to land Jimmy Butler. It's um, incredible to me. They're looking at to move out the contracts of P.J. Tucker, Clint Capella, and Eric Gordon. I, Morey just finds ways to shuffle pieces, and, and I, sometimes I don't even know how he does it. But the Rockets are, I think even if they just stay with what they've got, they're in a pretty good spot in a Western Conference that is now much more open than it was in the past. Yeah, I don't remember which reporter had it, but somebody had the report of an anonymous player saying, can we just run it back? Like, I think it's, um, you know, I think that is something that that they would like to do. Apologies, my my dog came here to say hi. (laughs) You're picking him up on the mic. Um, But they... uh, I think it is, you know, there's a lot to be said for that, just running back, because they could be just as good next year. And I think that's going to be, you know, something that they could do because it's, why not, right? The Warriors aren't the Warriors. Denver's good, but they're not great yet. You know, Utah's maybe better, but they can't still can't beat Houston. Right. So that's, you know, really interesting. So I think I'm with run it back, but, you know, but I understand in this whole thing of, you know, I want to get Jimmy Butler. What I want to do is I want to roll into Best Buy tomorrow and be like, hey, I have these three 40-inch TVs. I want an 80-inch television. Can we make this work, right? Because that's – how is Daryl Moore going to pull this off? He pulls this one off. Just get, give him – you know, rename Executive of the Year after him, you know, or something like that because this is crazy because these teams have no willing reason to really help. And, you know, now it's almost like the Lakers who I know we're going to talk talk about mm-hmm. you're gonna have to gut your roster completely yeah, you you've nothing. got those three guys and and then you gotta fill it out from there and we will we'll get into it deeper with the lakers but that can be done this offseason much easier than most years so i i i believe that if jimmy butler says i want the rockets this will happen because as we saw with anthony davis stars in the nba get to where they want to be in the end well if you're the if you're the 76ers and jimmy butler says hey i'm done I'm out, I'm leaving no matter what. Even if you won't trade me to the Rockets, I will go sign with another team that has cap space. Isn't that enough incentive then for the 76ers to play ball and say, okay, well, at least we're getting something back. Whatever that piece is, whether they include a third team or not. I mean, isn't that reason enough to pull something off here and and potentially actually take part in this? Yeah, definitely. I I would – you. You do because then you're saying, all right, we'll take Eric Gordon and Clint Capella and 
P.J. Tucker picks, well, however else you, you work this deal. I happen to think P.J. Tucker in Philadelphia, that'd be what a love fest that would be. They would be, yeah. be you know, the fan favorite among all fan favorites there. It's it is with if you can get Eric Gordon, great, right, perfect fit around him beating Simmons, you know, dead eye shooter from the outside. Imagine running sets with him and Reddick, and then you probably pay up to resign Tobias Harris. That might be the best team in the Eastern Conference if you can fill out your bench right. reasonably well. Then you even if you have to take Capella, who you don't want, because that's a fifteen million dollar a year, sixteen million dollar a year backup center behind Embiid. Yeah. Flip him somewhere else. Yeah, Tra- you would have to him go down the line. Else. Yeah, exactly. You're not paying him that you, much to sit you on your bench. Him. Yeah. And he, even if you can't find a workable three team trade, you you bring him in and then you you trade him by himself later on your own for something that works for you. You know, maybe two guys who can fill out your bench a little bit. And that's, you know, gonna be something that's to to watch because I'm with you. If Jimmy Baller comes and says, like, hey, I, I wanna go to Houston, make it happen, well then Philly, you gotta make it happen because you can't just walk because Jimmy Butler is spiteful enough to say, Fine, then I'm signing with the Knicks. Yeah. You know, and you know what? And come December twenty fifth or whatever it is, I can, December fifteenth, I can ask for a trade. I will demand that they trade me. You know, like it's just, it, that would I would not put it past Jimmy Butler. That's that yeah. is the most Jimmy Butler thing ever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now I want to close with this with Houston, um, or at least one more thought. Uh-huh. We might have other stuff, but I, I if they get Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, and, and uh, James Harden. This is going to be the first time Adam Silver is going to have to suspend three teammates for fighting each other. <laughs> and I predict it'll happen on the court on the Christmas Day game because that'll be about the longest I can see those guys making it together without throwing hands. Merry Christmas. Here's a fist fight. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it'll be like, wait, they're fighting each other. Can we throw them out for this? How does this work? Probably. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I, I agree. I, and, and I question, are the Rockets even better? Are they a better team if they replace Capella, Gordon, and P.J. Tucker with Jimmy Butler? I don't know. Like, I like Jimmy Butler a lot, but knowing how much the ball is in James Harden's hands and knowing how much the ball is in Chris Paul's hands, I, I tend to think that they, they might be better with having the, the shooting of Eric Gordon and the toughness of P.J. Tucker and, and all the things Capella brings. I guess it depends on who else they land in free agency, but... I, I don't look at it as, as like a clear home run move. Like, oh, yes, they they do this. They're the clear best in the conference. I, I'm not on board with that. I just can't no, make that I'm, leap. I'm with you, man, because one of the things that I look at with this, too, is Jimmy Ball already chafed at being that kind of play-off-the-ball guy in Philadelphia. And if that's what you're asking him to do, that's – I don't know that he wants to – to be that guy. And, and none of those guys are, this is not to say any of them are bad shooters because they're not, but none of them are great spot up shooters. When's the last time you saw James Harden hang out in the corner and hit a three off that? It's always off step backs. Yep. It's off all sorts of other stuff. And, you know, I mean, that's amazing in and of itself the way he pulls that off. But he yeah, steps I, back I, like four times and then shoots it. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. No, no, those are gather steps, Trevor. Come yeah, on that, now. It's I'm, not Trevor. I'm sorry. It's you. not traveling. <laughs> Yeah, tweet that. Rockets fans will tell you real yeah. quick. Um, so, but it is, uh, you know, it is, it, yeah, I don't see the fit being great for, you know, all kinds of reasons. Attitude, uh, just, and even if everybody's happy, I just don't know that the basketball fit is is a good one there. So, yeah, I would I would go a different direction myself. Well, let's, um, speaking of going a different direction, let's talk about the Los Angeles Clippers, who yeah. have 
grand plans heading into this offseason where there was all this talk of, that, of them potentially being able to free up two max slots. Um, you know, they, they surprised people last season. They were better than what anybody expected them to be. They gave the Warriors a decent run, went to game six with them. And they've got some interesting pieces, a lot of guys who are free agents and things. There's a little bit of buzz around them. Uh, mm-hmm. But what do you think? I mean, ultimately, it's still the Clippers. I, are they going to be really that team that's going to make the leap and land the big free agent this summer? I don't know if I buy it. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's 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 so hard because it's like this was supposed to be the summer for the Clippers, right? And, yeah. You know the Lakers couldn't get it done with AD, and you know they're who else are they gonna get? How are they gonna make this work? And then the Lakers did get AD, and now maybe Kawhi isn't a lock to go to the Clippers. Yeah. And, you know where are the Clippers gonna go? What what I feel good about for them is their front office now is not they're not dumb. They're not gonna do what they would have done in previous years, which is well, let's throw a ton of money at the you know the, the next third best tier guy. guys, yeah, right, yeah. right. And just you know, max those guys out because we got to pay the Clippers tax because we've been you know bad for so long. The big one of the big things that they have going for them is they have Doc. Guys love Doc Rivers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in last year showed just how good of a coach Doc Rivers is, and the fact that now he's just the coach so much better for everybody. I think yeah. it allows him to be a much better coach too. I think that's why you saw him do so well. And then you mentioned that they've got some guys coming back who are really nice, nice players. They got good, good young guards and, in, in uh, Shea Gilgis, Alexander and Landry Shamet. They've got uh, Lou Williams. The, you know, at this point it should be the Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford Memorial six man of the year <laughs> yeah. award. And then the, um, and then Montrezl Harrell, who almost won six man of the year. He you was know, amazing. Yeah, right. I think they would have been, what, the 6.5 man of the year, the, the two of them uh, yeah. on the same team. Uh, still Danilo Gallinari under contract, guy who, you know, despite all the flaws, I think we focus a lot on what he isn't versus what he is. And what he is is a really, really good scoring big man who can do a lot of different things inside and outside. So that's a that's a, a nice building pieces of, of a squad there. You can really see things come together quickly. I think there's a chance what they do is – somewhat a run it back um they'll lose a couple guys because just with the cap space i think some guys some of their free agents are in demand guys like like patrick beverly i've probably looked at 15 teams and been like you know who's a good fit for them patrick beverly right because he's just yeah he's so tough he's you know such a good defender again he's become such a good shooter off the ball so you know um jamichael green he's another guy who i really like i think he could help a whole bunch of teams uh so including both of them for the team we're going to talk about next uh but i you know i think um I, I think there is a potential that they just say, all right, let's let's run it back again. Let's keep it short term contracts, because what if Kawhi stays in Toronto for a year? Lakers are going to use their cap space. Yeah, they're using year. it. Right. So then then that becomes if Kawhi wants L.A. Now it's just us standing. So I think they're, they'll if they don't land the star this year or stars still, because that's still on the board for them, then it becomes let's roll it over a year and figure it out from there. Yeah, I agree. That that would be make the most sense for them to do, just to, to kick the can down the road one more year. They don't have, I mean, look, Lou Williams is a veteran, but other than that, they've got mostly young players that are just going to get that much better. Uh, when you look at Gilders Alexander and Shamit and, and players like that, I like some of the pieces they've got. I think Patrick Beverly, Patrick Beverly is my guy that I think is going to wind up getting overpaid this summer. And yeah. not to say he's a bad player. I think he's a great fit with a lot of teams, like you mentioned, but I worry about the age. Uh, he's turning 31 here in about a week and a half. 
Uh, and just the fact that a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries, and you know what, when guys, when your athleticism, athleticism starts to drop a little bit because father time's undefeated, the first thing to go is your defense. And if Patrick Beverly's defense declines even a little bit, his usefulness as a player just plummets because he doesn't, aside from shooting, you know, spot up threes, he doesn't give you a whole lot on the offensive end. So I worry a little bit about him, although I still like him as a, as a player on the right deal. Uh, yeah, so I think the, the right deal for him is if you give him a whole bunch of money, you just have to do it only for a year or two. Yes, that's what you, you know, mitigate yeah, it by lowering the years. Yeah, exactly. If you if you go four years, like 45, 50 million for Patrick Beverly, especially if it's a you know um, increasing year to year salary, right. you're probably gonna look. Yeah, it's probably gonna look pretty bad at the end. So I think that they're in they're in a good spot and they're going to get a chance to pitch Kawhi. There's already billboards up around Los Angeles trying to get Kawhi to, <laughs> to come. And you know they are not they, all the buzz is around the Lakers right now. And of course the Raptors are the incumbent team, but the Clippers aren't out of this. I mean we've been hearing for a while that the Clippers were probably the landing spot for him. So yep. who knows? I mean nobody really knows what Kawhi is thinking. So I mean things could change in a very positive way for the Clippers in just a few days or. They could kind of stay the same, which in this case wouldn't even be all that bad yeah. because they would still have a lot of options moving forward. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what they've done. Uh, um, Lawrence Frank and Michael Winger right, running that front office have done a really good job giving them great flexibility, keeping the cap sheet very clean. So I think the Clippers are they're, they're set up better than they have been in any number of years, especially when it looked like just a couple years ago they were going to be completely capped out in a mess forever with Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and uh, Blake Griffin. And now you know, they've, they've turned it around really well. And it's, it's funny, Chris – the, the Rockets are really good, but you could almost say the Clippers are in a better place than any anywhere those three guys landed, you know, especially if Houston, you know, starts to kind of crumble here. Yeah, for sure. So that's um, they're in a good spot and we'll see what yep. they can do with it. They, there's some positive buzz around them uh, before we get to this next team, because I know I'm going to have plenty to say there when we get to, <laughs> when we get to the Lakers. Let's talk a little bit about our sponsor, betonline.ag. You can add an extra 50 percent onto your sports betting bankroll on your first ever deposit at betonline.ag. Uh, you just use the promo code CLNS50 while making your initial deposit and your 50% bonus will be added onto your balance within seconds. To maximize your earnings, you can score up to $1,000 worth of free plays from this one deposit. And right now, there's no basketball being played at the moment, so we're going to go baseball. Baseball season's in full swing, and placing a wager on baseball has never been more exciting than with betonline.ag. This week, I've been watching the Dodgers taking on the Rockies, and guess what? Because you're a loyal listener of the NBA front office show in CLNS Media, we're giving you an extra 50% added on your sports betting bankroll when you go to clnsmedia.com slash NBAFO, that's NBAFO, like front office, and use that promo code CLNS50. The best part is the bonus will be added onto your balance within seconds. Again, support our podcast by going to clnsmedia.com slash NBAFO and use the promo code CLNS50. All right, let's dive in. I did a Lakers Nation podcast the other day. I talked for an hour, just me. I didn't have a guest on. I spent an entire hour breaking down the Lakers free agency. So let's be more brief than that here. But um, I was about to say it's dinner time here on the East Coast. So if you want me to step out and eat and I can come back in like a half hour and and catch up with you. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> probably about what it would take, even the quick version. But But look, the bottom line is this, right? The Lakers have three players. Right, they've got after executing the trades to get rid of of Bonga and so Jamario silly. Jones. 
It was just, it's sorry. A, it's crazy. Like, it's a, I, every time I look at the cap sheet, I giggle with joy because I'm like, it's just so stupid. There's only three players on this thing. This They had summer league <laughs> practice today, and this came out of their practice because Anthony Davis isn't technically on their roster yet. Mm-hmm. So they did a little shoot around, and it was LeBron James and Kyle Kuzma. And that's it. <laughs> that's they awesome. can't even play in the big three. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they don't have enough pretty, players. Um, that's when you have to suit Jason Kidd up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jason Kidd's going to have to go stand behind the three-point line like he did for the Mavericks. That'd be a pretty, pretty good big three team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, hey, I'd take them. I, I think they yeah. would uh, I would LeBron, take them yeah, the field. Yeah, yeah, I think it would work out. But, um, but so they make the big trade for Anthony Davis. They now have pulled off another trade in order to get rid of the contracts of uh, Mo Wagner, Isaac Bonga, and Jamario Jones. Uh, Anthony Davis is going to waive his trade kicker, and now they're going to have $32 million in cap space. Keith, what do you think? This is the big debate in Lakers land. Do you go after the max player or do you split it up and go for depth? Yeah, so let's be clear. They are a little bit shy of max space, you know, for the Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Kemba Walker. Oh, God. Well, my Boston accent just came out there. (laughs) I heard that. Wow. Um, It's mostly gone, but it's because you're talking about the Lakers that it came out. It was just a natural (laughs) instinct. That's it. Yeah. Passion (laughs) fired up. Um, (laughs) So. But it doesn't matter. Seven hundred thousand dollars isn't gonna make a difference. If if the guy wants to be in L.A., that's a walk-on role on Space Jam Two, and everybody's happy. Yep. So it, you know it, it'll be. It's not gonna make a difference. They'll they'll figure all that stuff out, and they'll just get the guy for thirty-two flat, and off we go. So because of that, what you're really looking at is is max guy plus room exception plus minimum contracts. That's how you fill out the roster. That's all you got left. That's all you can do. Or as you said, spread it around. Now, I am on record. I've said this on – this is the number one question I get asked on yeah. any radio hit I do, any podcast appearances. Should they spread it around? Should they get one max guy? Normally, grunt, anybody who knows me, if you're hearing this, me say this for the first time, you're like, wait, what? I would be spread it around, spread it around, build your depth, build your depth. This year I feel completely different. Go spend all of it on one max guy. If you, it's got to be the right max guy. I mean, don't go max out. You know, somebody stupid. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's three, right? Yeah. It's it's Kemba, it's one of the, Kawhi, yep. or Kyrie. And he, if it's yep. if it's anyone else, then you're not doing it. Or maybe Jimmy. Butler, maybe Jimmy. Right? Jimmy can get in the discussion. Yeah. 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 But so one of those four guys. That that's that's it. Um, so what I think you do is you go do that if you can get one of those four guys. The reason I say that is because you could split your room exception. You could use your whole room exception on somebody else. Um, and then minimum contracts. There are in two days when the NBA free agency opens, less than two days now. It's, it's after six on the East Coast. So we're finally in that two-day window. There's going to be 200 free agents. There are 14 teams with cap space. It looks really like huge numbers when you see teams with 50, 60, 70 million in cap space. Do you really think about it, that those teams are going to use most of that cap space on one or two players? Once they do that, cap space is going to dry up really, really quickly around the NBA. You're going to have a ton of guys. When the music stops, they are not going to have a chair to sit in in the musical chairs game. That means the Lakers are going to be able to get great bargains and go find players who are going to be really good because three forms of currents in the NBA, actual salary, then you have playing time and you have winning. They can't offer a lot of the actual salary, but you can offer a whole heck of a lot of playing time and you can offer winning, and that's going to really matter big for them. So I think they're going to be able to fill this roster out really well, get a good 
eight, nine, even ten man rotation, and they're going to hit this thing running. Plus, you know they're going to be the number one place or right near it for buyout guys when we hit that point in the season. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. I've been on board with this for for a while now, saying, look, you get the one max guy, especially if it's Kawhi. You, obviously, that's a that's yeah. a clear no brainer. Even if it's Kyrie, right? You go, you get that guy, and then you do what it, what you need to do to build your team around those bet minimum deals. And you wait because you know what? There's going to be teams that are going to miss on these top guys, and then they're going to wind up overpaying, like we talked about a minute ago, for guys like your your Patrick Beverleys, your uh, yep. maybe even Terrence Ross could get overpaid. There are players like that that teams are going to talk themselves into, say, "Well, we've got all this money, we got to spend it on somebody." So hey, let's go, let's go throw a bunch of money, let's go spend 15 million bucks on Brooke Lopez, right, yep. or, or something like that. So once you've cleared all that out, then those values are going to be there, and once everybody's down to about minimum contracts. As that's what every team's offering, then the Lakers become a lot more attractive if the money's even because players will want to win and they'll want to get minutes, and that's what they can offer. Um, yeah, and, and, and one, another thing, too, I want to yeah. make make sure to kind of know, too, is it's it's really important, though, that they get the right guys because you need yeah. to get the, the right guys who really fit. There's there if you don't go the Kyrie or Kemba route, just go get a point guard who can defend and hit, hit jumpers. Like, that's, that's all you need at that position. Uh, you know, go get go get somebody who will do the dirty work, you know, for a big, you know, someone who's going to, you know, bang bodies. And, and, and you know, there's plenty of bigs out there this year. Round. Yeah. Tons and tons and tons of them, you know, and that's important. I also just, one other thing, it's kind of, kind of a fun cat mechanics thing is I, they're going to have to renounce Reggie Bullock to get the uh, right. full, um, you know, rights. But, but if they resign Reggie Bullock using part of the room exception or they, they sign him to a minimum deal, his bird rights reinstate at the end of next year. So what you kind of do is you do a wink-wink deal with Reggie Bullock where it's, all right, hey, so we can only pay you league minimum this year, but next year we'll make it up to you with $10 million or whatever it is because they're, they're going to be an over-the-cap team at that point. So so that's what you do. There'll be people now who will be tampering, tampering, that's cheating, can take away a pick. Well, you can't because then the Pelicans would lose a pick. Um, they yeah, they've them. got all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what I think what you have to do there is that's just smart. That's just smart business. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way you do it. And that, that maximizes you building this thing because this is not a one-year group, right? This is now a, a minimum two, three, four-year uh, you know, endeavor you're about to go under. You know, really, you're closing out Anthony Davis or LeBron James uh, prime and into Anthony Davis's full full prime here. Last thing on why I get a superstar. I think you have to be smart about this and go into the preventative maintenance mode with LeBron and probably yep. with AD. If you have a third guy, that allows you to probably sit one at a time and when you feel like you need to and the other two can carry the load in the regular season, you're going to be just fine. Because yep. your whole idea is to get to get to the middle of April, beginning of May, as healthy as you can possibly be and hit the playoffs ready to go. Right. And that's where the Raptors had all that success with Kawhi. And I think we're going to see teams amp that up in a big, big way this year. Yeah, load management, we're going to be hearing it even more this yep. season. Um, next team that's up, team that uh, is in a bit of transition. They moved on from from Mike Conley. The Memphis Grizzlies did. And now they're building their team around John Morant. They've got some other interesting pieces. They um, they have a pick, but it's one through six protected. If it falls anywhere else, then it's going to become the property of the Boston Celtics. So maybe there's some incentive there for them to tank. They've got the big contract of Chandler Parsons tying up their cap, but it feels like this is the start of a new era. The grit and grind era for the Grizzlies is officially over, and now they're moving into something different around Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. 
Yep. Yeah, that's absolutely what it is. It's the the John Jaron era. I don't. Someone someone will come up with something far better than. <laughs> they, I, I heard somebody saying they needed to to um they need to keep Jay Jay Crowder so they can be the Ja 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 error. And oh, I was like, I don't, that, okay, Let's sure. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but we'll we'll let that's not going to stick. No, probably not. I don't <laughs> think Jay Crowder's probably going to be long for there. Yeah, immediate moves for them is they're probably going to waive Avery Bradley. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on the books right now for almost thirteen million. He's got two million of that guaranteed, so they'll they'll either eat that two million or they'll find a place to trade him to um, that can absorb the full amount and you know keep, keep him keep him there. I think they'll keep Kyle Korver because I think you can find value for him later. You know, at least return yourself a second round pick uh, in trade at some point in the season, and then after that, it sounds like they're going to re-sign uh, Jonas Valanciunas. We'll we'll see yeah. how, how that how that goes. I, that's okay. I think that's fine. They don't he was really good for want. Them. He was good for them. They don't really want Jaron Jackson playing the five full time yet. They they would like him to play more of the four. So I think this year it, it's just it's all about transition. It's about you know growing Jaron Jackson and then letting John Morant go, uh, grow. I think they retained Delon Wright is kind of the bridge guy. Yeah, um, he's he helps you through the you know bumpy patches that come with all rookie point guards. Then as Morant is ready, Wright becomes a really high end backup for you. And then uh, Brandon Clark kid who a lot of people really loved in the draft i think he's going to be really helpful for them i think it's i i get really sideways looks when i say this he might be better than john morant this year i think he's more nba ready i think morant will do more flashy stuff it'll look like he's doing a lot more but you look at it there's probably for morant because he's a rookie point guard there's going to be a lot of 10 points on you know 4 15 shooting with you know seven turnovers right in there and that's that's fine who cares they're gonna stink anyway so you might as well let him get all the minutes and and learn if you can go but i there, there's pieces on this team i like that are locked in long term i think kyle anderson's a guy who's you know pretty helpful you know and i think he's he's a grown-up in the room who can help and you know once they clear out chandler parsons and those guys it, it really the cap clears up considering just I really hope they're smart about what they do with this Valanciunas contract and don't go overboard. That was that was going to be my next point. That was something that I was concerned about because he's the kind of guy that, look, he's a traditional big. You don't want to lock yourself up with him long term or anything like that or overpay. And the worst case scenario is you go, you pay a ton for Valanciunas and then he turns out to be pretty much as good as he was last season. But then he forces some more wins onto your record and then costs you your first round pick. Um, you're at 27 years old. You know he's probably not part of your long-term core. By the time Ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. and all these other guys are, are ready to go, are really ready to go win, Valanciunas is going to be gone. So I think you got to be really careful with that. It's got to be a deal that works for the team, and it's got to be a deal that's movable. So if somebody else pops yeah. up that needs a center, you can then flip Valanciunas for something valuable in the future. Yeah, if you're going three or four years, I'd love to see them front load this yeah. deal so it so it declines as it goes. You know, if you're maybe give them around twenty million in that first year, knock it down. You know, so you 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 knock that deal down as it goes and it finishes around you know sixteen seventeen million. I think that would be the best way to approach it with, with them. You know, Justin Holiday, let him go. It's you know it's, it's fine. You know, let, let him go somewhere else. Um, you know, they they did not give a qualifying offer to Tyler Dorsey. They kind of took a 
flyer on at the trade deadline. So I think, I think it's it's exactly what you called it. It's a transition year for Memphis, but it should be a fun transition year because you have John Moran, you have Jerry yeah. Jackson. They're, they're going to be an exciting duo for sure. It's just going to take yep. them a little bit of time. Um, heading up north, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, <laughs> the landing spot of Andrew Wiggins and his massive contract <laughs> yeah, right? that, they, that they're trying to get rid of. But uh, not, I mean, not anything in terms of cap room because you have Andrew Wiggins really tying up all of your space. You've got Jeff, Jeff Teague on an expiring. Um, they're a team that could potentially be playoff bound. It feels like they should be better than they were last season. feels like towns should have better pieces around them, but their cap sheet is making it tough for them to really make some big, bold moves to go improve. Yeah, you're right. And, and Cats, uh, rookie scale extension kicks in this year. Right. So he'll be at that, that zero to six uh, years of service tier. So about $27 million is what that projects at right now. Uh, so that'll be, you know, curious to see if that will. I'm not going to say that because that doesn't make sense. They're not going to regret that one like they think they probably regret the Wiggins one. No, yeah, the Towns one is fine because he produces yeah. at that level. Yeah. It's, it's Wiggins on a max when he's not producing anywhere near that that's – yeah, that's the I, I do think they're happy Towns did make all NBA because now he's not going to get that second tier right. of, of max deal. So that keeps things a little bit lower. So it, it's it. Yeah, it's just kind of messy. They, you know, they traded Dario Saric away. So they, they say they're going to play Covington at the four and they're going to um, uh, start Wiggins at the three and start Josh, Oko- Josh Okoji, who was their starting two guard for a lot of last year when they were fighting some injuries. Mm-hmm. That's okay. He brings a defensive mix when they don't, don't have a lot of defenders. So I don't Ty hate that. Schoen, no, I don't hate that either. I, I don't know about Covington. I don't know that he's really defend all the fours in the league, but it's okay. You know, it puts yeah. it puts as much shooting and athleticism around towns, I think, as you possibly can. Which is that's that needs to be your goal. They're but they're trying to do stuff. They're they. Talking to people around the league, they feel pretty convinced they can move Wiggins if they have to. Now, who? What does it cost? Yeah, I don't know. And at last I knew we couldn't trade guys to like the Canadian national team. And, <laughs> you know, we have them eat the cap hit. Like, I yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like, and I wouldn't be in position where I'd be giving up picks to get off it. They, right. You know, they, maybe you could send Wiggins and get, use a Koji to pay for it a little because you did. They did get Jarrett Culver in the draft. You know, maybe maybe that's where it is. There's a lot of talk that they might play Culver some at the point. Um, behind Teague and see they feel like maybe he can do some of that 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 I don't know that doesn't really I don't think I don't think he has the ball handling skills but we'll see yeah I don't think he has the ball handling skills I don't think he's quick enough I don't think he's going to be a playmaker off the bounce and break defenses down so yeah it's exactly it's a lot of we'll see with the Wolves I think they could be good but um, I think this might be another one of those years where it's we're just left wanting you know we're going to get to April and be like Man, I feel like this team should be better, and 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 unfortunately, I think a lot of that comes back to you. We're gonna look at them. Like, well, Wiggins for twenty-seven million, so that there it is. Uh, bad look. We we've said it before. We'll say it again. The worst thing in the NBA isn't in free agency missing on somebody. The worst thing is signing a player to a deal that winds up becoming a bad contract. Yeah. That is, I mean, it can absolutely hamstring you, and that's what's what's happening here. Uh, I like them moving up to get Culver. I thought I was that was fine. Saric on an expiring deal. I think that's an okay sacrifice to make in order to move up if you think that Culver is the guy that some people do. Uh, but overall, I think this is a team that's kind of stuck unless they can find a way to move Wiggins. Maybe something with the J.R. Smith contract. Maybe they can work something around that. Yeah, that'd um, be kind of funny. Send him back to yeah, right. That's what I was thinking too. Send, send him right back. <laughs> right. 
you guys yeah, take it, him back. <laughs> well, and, and right, and there is stuff to that D'Angelo Russell stuff that's out there yeah. that they would like to to get in on him. I mean, maybe I don't think it would be for Wiggins, but maybe there is something they could work with the Nets where they you know try to work a trade where they get Russell via mm-hmm. sign and trade or something like that. Because they're probably not too worried yeah and they could yeah and maybe if what if the nets miss out on well if they miss out on Kyrie, they're just you know they're going to resign so yeah it's it's it, but they're interested I, I in new front office new general manager you know uh, gerson rosas he wants to make a splash there he wants to do something big he already you know made his move the sarge one too i like um just from the same way now they don't have to pay him next season when he's when he's a free agent so i think that's important to to keep keep things a little clean what about this next team they do anything I don't uh, think this so. next team didn't didn't do a whole lot i mean i'm i'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the only thing they've done is change their name to lakers south i, I think that's it <laughs> yeah that's it something right? like that yeah so yeah man yeah oh, the, the pelicans yeah. i mean every they hit the lottery. You get Zion, the player, right? The the best prospect since Anthony Davis, according to many draft experts. So you yep. get him. You trade Anthony Davis, and you get all the Lakers. You get Lonzo Ball. <laughs> you get Brandon Ingram. You get Josh Hart. You get all these picks. Uh, I, I think they're in a good spot. I, I still like the, the what they've done. They made some really smart moves in the draft. Um, uh, Jackson Hayes, I'm fine with that. I, I thought that he's a, a decent fit long term if he turns into what some people think he can be, which is like a kind of a Clint Capella type player. So if you've got that next to Zion Williamson, that's a pretty darn good fit there. And uh, and I'm still high on the young Lakers. I'm still high on Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. These guys are are, are players that can really get out there and do something. So I think this Pelicans team, while they they may not be good right now, I think they'll be better than some think. And in a few years down the line they could really be in position to uh, to really turn some heads. Yeah, and let's be clear, right? They still have Drew Holiday, who's yes, a really yeah. good, good player of, of, of his own. Great fit they with have, Lonzo. Yeah, over $30 million in cap space this summer that they can go. They can do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. If they decide, hey, we want to kind of be in this this coming season. We, we want to be in the mix. We, we feel like we can be you know, a playoff team or make at least a push. They have the ability to do that, and I think the way for them to do it is sign a couple veterans to one- or two-year deals, kind of keep it clean, so that we have an easy out at the end if, if it doesn't really go the way you want it to. It's, I, I like, too, I think the Lakers guys that are coming in should fit well in an up-tempo system, which is what Alvin Gentry yep. prefers. And they're used run. to playing in an up-tempo system. Exactly, and I think you're going to see, provided he stays healthy, I think you're going to see Lonzo Ball like become what we all thought he might be. And I think he's going to make life really easy on Zion. Yeah, I always go back to that first summer league when right the place was full. I was watching in, those in highlights yesterday, actually. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. The touchdown is that what passes. Get, is that what? Is that what you guys do as Laker fans now? You watch summer league highlights and get all jazzed I, up? Yeah, no, I, I watched I watched the Lonzo Ball, <laughs> Kyle Kuzma summer league highlights. It was like a like a buddy montage thing, oh, and uh, and go. it got all kinds of dusty in my living room. It just I it, was gonna it, say you I was gonna say you shed a couple tears, <laughs> um, but but no, but I remember right the guy I remember with was uh, Zubac. Oh, and yeah. passing yep. Zubach open mm-hmm. repeatedly, and I think that's where he can really help help Zion. Now, Lonzo is one of the best passers in the league. It's it's not it's it's not that's not a that's not a hyperbolic statement. That's a real thing. Like he is an excellent passer. Brandon Ingram really coming into his own. First of all, let's hope he's healthy. That is that is my, my biggest right. hope is you know I hope he's passed everything and he you know never recurs and he has a good long long career. I was I was 
Brandon Ingram over Brandon Simmons. I was that guy that year in that draft. I loved Brandon Ingram. I thought he was going to be just awesome um, in the league. I never bought the Kevin Durant stuff. I thought that was stupid and unfair. No, yeah, it was just they had a similar body type. But yeah, Ben Ben Simmons, I mean, look, he – he can't shoot. And so people looked at Ingram yep. and said, OK, well, he can't. I mean, he hasn't been a great shooter so far, but I, I kept going back to it. And even though he's not a Laker anymore, I still say, look, Brandon Ingram, those last few weeks before his injury, if you look at the six week period or so, the, the, he's putting up all star caliber numbers. I mean, this yep. is a legit all star caliber player if he can play that way consistently. And I like the fact that it's I'm not going to say from day one because it wasn't day one, but really quick into his second year, he really showed what a good passer he is. Yeah, you he know, is. he can really do a lot of things as a passer. You know, um, he, he's a he's a fairly willing defender, if not a good defender. You know, and then then you get Josh Hart, who's just Josh Hart's going to show up on teams that are good. Guys like Josh Hart are always on teams that are good. You know, you kind of look at him and be like, I don't know what Josh Hart does, but his plus minus is through the roof because he's just out there playing hard and busting guys and doing those things. Add that to Drew Holiday, the three draft picks they're bringing in. You know, I think um, I think Nikhil Alexander-Walker has a chance to be a pretty good player behind Ball. Initially, I think it also gives them the ability, if Ball needs to be ramped up, they can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, a lot of people say, "Well, they already have Drew Holiday at the point." Drew Holiday hasn't been a point guard He's for a, a few years now. He's a two, you know. And what he really is, though, is a great secondary ball handler, a secondary playmaker. You need those guys. That's that's kind of the new uh, thing in the NBA. If you don't have a second guy who can break things down off the dribble, uh, especially in late clock, you're you're in trouble. So I, I like a lot of what they're doing, and I'm not a hater on the Hayes Williamson fit together i know a lot of people are beating up on that but i think think hayes has the shooting form that he can eventually stretch that that shot out some and then if zion becomes a shooter i think a lot of people think he could eventually become i think it'll be just fine but it's not i and i think maybe we might see eventually the nba might the the kind of market inefficiency we find might be a little more inside play and beating teams yeah. up because I think some teams are so focused right now on we gotta we we don't need these bigs and you know maybe New Orleans with two athletic young bigs has figured it out there there's not a slow plotter in that group these are guys who can get after it so I'm you know super excited this is a team I'm gonna find myself watching yep you know, this is this two, is Tuesday league pass team right league here pass. yeah absolutely and and they might be bad I mean they with when you're playing this many young yeah. guys you you have the potential to just not be good I can see them being a team who they're in it till six minutes left in the fourth quarter and it all falls apart you know over and over and over again in this first year because that's what happens with young guys but that's probably not the worst thing in the world for me they get another good pick and and you know keep keep this thing moving but yeah they they kind of you know it's the lakers are getting beat up here a lot because of how much they give up they got anthony davis i mean that's the that was the end goal but that also, but by saying that, that doesn't mean David Griffin didn't do a great job too, because he did. I mean, he what a monster haul, and then that further trade with the Hawks, you know, picking up stuff there, just you know, all, all good stuff all around. I'm, I'm super excited. This is one where you know, let's not judge this trade now. We gotta, you know, if you want to grade it, you gotta wait a little bit. But but yeah, everything's looking really good for New Orleans. Yeah, absolutely, I, and they're going to be an exciting team to watch, and certainly going to be one of the teams that I'll be watching uh, this season. Uh, moving on, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the ridiculously capped out Oklahoma City Thunder, who have Paul George and Russell Westbrook, good team, uh, but couldn't quite make the leap last season into a great team, and they don't have a whole lot of wiggle room here, so what do they do? 
here's where we make up time in the show yeah. is what well, is what right. we do um, with these guys. No, honestly, I wrote this in my offseason preview for them for Real GM. I don't think they do much. Yeah. They're, there's there's all this talk about do. Steven. Yeah, there's all this talk about a Steven Adams trade. I think he's too important to them for them to trade him. Mm-hmm. I don't think another team's going to jump in there for him. But I think the thing is to they just need to figure out a way. And this is way harder than I'm going to make it sound. They got to get to the playoffs healthy because clearly Russ and PG weren't healthy in the playoffs. They, they just they weren't. PG especially was not the same guy. He was not the MVP candidate he was for a large chunk of the year. And Russ just looked he looked worn out. He looked broken down and now that's a few years running of that for him so i am a little bit worried i would like to see them get a get a backup because it, it is funny russ doesn't play a super huge minutes um amount of minutes each game but he when he's out there he arguably plays harder in those minutes than maybe anybody right. else in the league and and when you're doing the stuff he does he's constantly on the ground getting taken to the floor and those kind of things i'd like to see them get somebody in and i mean billy donovan's probably gonna have to chain him to the to his locker but you're not playing tonight you know you're gonna They're you're gonna, gonna sit to. back here and you're gonna hang out because this is it you know we're gonna you know and i don't care if i have to you know send you home I'm gonna do that, but but they yeah, it's, and then it's the it's the kids, Terrence Ferguson, Amadou Diallo. They knew those guys to figure out their their draft pick was uh, it's a uh, Darius Bagley. That's that's a that's a project, you know. Yeah. Maybe well, that's a couple years. Guy yeah, New Balance likes him. Yeah, yeah, New Balance <laughs> loves him, right? Yeah, yeah, played for New Balance apparently in their gym all year right. long in Boston, uh, oddly enough. But anyway, it's um, yeah, there's not much they can do. It's you know, I, I don't really have anything else to say because it's this team is what it is probably. Now Sam Presti is known for being aggressive and making moves out of nowhere, so maybe pull something out of the rabbit out of his hat. But for right now, I think. Thunder are going to be pretty much what they are last year. You're just hoping for better health. Well, as we've said, sometimes no move is better than a bad move. And speaking of that, let's talk about the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I like that transition. Oh, man, that was yeah. funny. Yeah, like the, the Suns, um, gosh, what a mess. You know, I, I look at I I didn't like what they did at the draft. Okay? I didn't like that them dropping back in order to take Cam Johnson. And I know like he may have been may have had a great workout with them and, and all of that. But to pick up Dario Saric, I just who's on who only has one year left on his deal, I don't like that. There, uh, yeah, they're going to be in the market for point guards, but they know they're not going to get any of the top guys. I think the the Suns are in a little bit of a tough spot, and and it's unfortunate because they do have some solid young players. They've got some interesting pieces there. Um, I just I don't understand giving up T.J. Warren for for basically not actually paying to get rid of T.J. Warren, and then it feels like there's just no plan here. It feels yeah. like they're just throwing things at the wall to see what sticks, and it's yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it is. Their kind of moves reminded me a little bit of when you're in your fantasy football league with your buddies, and it's like, man, I just I just want to make a trade because trades are fun. Let's you know, hey Trevor, let's make a deal. Me, me and you, let's let's you know, I'm, I'm going to trade you this guy for this guy, and then we trade that guy with that guy, and then at the end of the day, you're like, why why did they do that? Now my team's worse, right? That's that's kind of what it seems like here. But what what I what bothered me was the tj warren deal i didn't have much of a problem with it because i thought it the idea was oh they're clearing the decks they got something big in mind they're they're going big game hunting this summer and i thought that that was the plan now when you flip it to the to to the draft itself all right i guess what is an hour or two before the draft yeah we're gonna pick up charge and move back all right, not the end of the world. You don't have a real power forward on the roster next to Aiden. Okay, I can live with that. Then you look at it and it's like, 
now we're going to eat Aaron Baines' contract and pick up an additional first-round pick for a guy who was on the borderline of being drafted in the first round anyway, and he's maybe a point guard, maybe he isn't, and Ty Jerome. I don't know. And, and then that's to add to the Cam Johnson pick. I hope Cam Johnson comes out and proves us, makes us all look stupid and is awesome, you know, and hits all kinds of, uh, you know, shots and looks great. But I just, I don't, I don't know, man. It's I'm as confused as everybody else is. And I don't feel too bad about being confused because talking to people in the league. I think everybody's people confused. Like, <laughs> people are literally asking, like, guys like me, like, hey, you're the cap guy. Like, what the hell are they doing? And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I'm like, now they got $14 million in cap space and Kelly Oubre's cap hold. And I guess it's welcome Dario Sharch and Aaron Baines. Like, I, I don't know. It, 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 they're, I'm baffled. Devin Booker's contract extensions kicks in this year. They could have held off on signing that and used this small cap hold. They didn't. They locked him up early. That's just another thing where it's, they, it seems like they're just reacting a little too too early to stuff, and then it feels like they swing one way, and then it's like, oh, man, no, let's do this instead, and let's swing this other way. And I just, um, like I said, I, I don't get it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it, it certainly doesn't. I mean, they did get Money Williams as their head coach, so they, they've got that, but otherwise yeah. – it's a mess in Phoenix. Hopefully things can turn around for them because that's a long-suffering fan base there. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Blazers. Move up to the Pacific Northwest. Portland Trail Blazers, uh, another team that I think is – I don't even think we need to spend a ton of time on them because they kind of are what they are. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're built around Damian Lillard and, and C.J. McCollum. They don't have a whole lot of room to move. Maybe they get some improvement out of Zach Collins. They've got some, some things there. I think they found a, a little bit of a resurgence in Myers Leonard, but – uh, other than that, this team kind of is what it is. They're going to be that scrappy team in the West that's going to be a tough out, but isn't going to be a true contender, I don't think, anyway. I, If they make the right moves, if they keep the right free agents and maybe add a couple guys, I think that they could be really good. I think they they, and they ran into the Warriors last year. Yeah, Nurkic, we'll see. I have doubts we're going to see much of him being super productive this year. Um, now he's a big, so he's not He's not Paul George or Gordon Hayward, who you know has to be really quick and make mm-hmm. a lot of moves from the perimeter. And so maybe he can come back from that leg injury quicker than they can. So we'll see what that looks like. But I, um, I don't – I don't – I don't want to hate on them. To I guess to hate on them. you're not hating on them either. No, I, I, I they're, just, they're a good team. I just I yeah. don't see them getting that. I feel like they're one piece short. And if they get that piece, they could be very very dangerous. But I just I don't see quite how they make that move. Yeah, maybe this year is the year where they finally make the Kevin Love trade. I mean, how many years yeah, has Kevin Love been traded at Trailblazers? Right. And I think he would really fit in well there and really help them, especially with Nurkic out. Um, I love Nasir Little falling to them um, yeah. in the draft. I think that kid's going to be really good. I think he was just a product of being in a in a crappy system with a team that played a million wings, and he didn't know what to do. Um, at North Carolina, I think he, he's a good pick. Anthony Simons you know, showed some real promise late in the season. I think he's got a chance to be pretty good. And that's important for them that those kids develop. And you mentioned Zach Collins because they are capped out and they're going to be capped out for at least a little bit longer as they wait it out. Mm-hmm. They, the best thing for them though is Damian Lillard doesn't want to go anywhere. He wants to be there. Right. That's where he wants to be. Um, 
unlike some of the other guys we've talked about in, in other episodes and maybe even earlier today, I don't mind them signing him to the Supermax deal if it comes to a Supermax extension that would actually be for him this year um, and extend his contract out four additional years beyond this year and next for a total of six because I think he is he's that important. He's, to, the, to he's the heart of the team and, and really yeah. he's the he's the emotional attachment from the city yep. of Portland. That's it. So I think, you know, and in, in Portland, you know, for, for a team that's had some really good teams but, but a little heartbreak a lot, they they love their guys. And if you're a trailblazer through and through, they'll they'll shower that love back on you forever. I mean, look at guys like Clyde Drexler, um, Arvita Sabonis, right. Brandon Roy. You know, I mean, Brandon Roy was only in the league for like four or five years, yeah. and they, you know, beloved up there. So. Yeah, really unfortunate because he was he what a great player he was. I it's funny you were watching summer league highlights. I caught a I, I got caught in a YouTube Brandon Roy rabbit hole and I was like, oh, man, this guy was so good. Um, but yeah, they, you're right. They're not going to change too much. You know, I th- think they'll do what they can to try to keep Aminu there. I th- think they I don't think they can afford to lose him. I think he's a really important free agent. I think they'd love to keep Seth Curry and Ennis yeah. Cantor. Think they're probably going to get more money elsewhere, and that's going to be hard for them to match on those guys. Jake Lehman, restricted free agent, probably easily keep him around, and then you know then we'll see. But I think this year could be the year that if if it doesn't if they don't get way over the hump and really close to being a finals team, I think maybe next summer you have to really think about all right, how many years are we going to invest in a Dame and CJ? Because if it's just not working at some point, you got to say, all right, one's going to go. We all know that's going to be CJ. Yeah, tough decisions are going to have to be made there. Yeah. and um, But we'll see what, what they wind up doing with it. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Sacramento Kings. Moving on to a team that actually has a ton of room to make changes. Holy they've got God, a very yeah. young and, and up-and-coming team. I like what they've got in Deere and Fox. I like uh, Bogdanovich is a, is a great piece for them as well. They've got Marvin Bagley. Uh, this team actually looks like they've got a pretty bright future at this point, despite all the all the Kings stuff that goes around out there. It seems like they're actually getting things going. Yeah, they do. You know, a lot. No bad. They don't have a single bad contract on the roster. Nothing even resembling one. Everything is you know a, a good contract, quite yeah. frankly. And you know, they they really they've hit on several draft picks now in a row. I think you know you mentioned Bagley, Fox, Buddy Heald. You know, who they didn't draft but got in the trade for Cousins. His, yep. You know, him and Fox are a great mix. Uh, when they finally brought Bogdan Bogdanovich over, he's been pretty good for them. It sounds like Harrison Barnes, who opted out, sounds like they're going to bring him back. It sounds like somewhere in the range of four years and $90 million. All right, it's probably an overpay, but three, four for you, you know. Can, and if he wants to know, be there. It wants to be there. That's important too. Eventually, you got to start to get, you know, ch- change that culture. I think think they're well on their way to doing that. Uh, so yeah, so I'm 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 high on the Kings. I, I think they can be good. Now, what I don't want to see them do is do something stupid like, well, we're going to get Barnes four for eighty eight, and we're going to give Tobias Harris a full max. Contract. That would be an old Kings thing. Exactly. To do. Yeah. Yep. You're you're signing you know ten guys or you know hey we're gonna sign D'Angelo Russell if you know Kyrie goes right. to them why like no. that doesn't even make sense so you know but I, but I think I, I really do think it's different there now it's they've still got some stuff to work past because in the front you know on the sidelines rather Dave Yeager everybody's like what a great year got this team here but clash with the front office and then they fire him Luke Walton we're not gonna spend any time but there's issues there yeah. I gotta figure all that stuff out so yeah it's gonna be really. You know, one of those things where we look at it and say, I don't know, you know, let's, let's, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Instead of assuming they're going to do something stupid, I'm going to assume they figured it out and they're going to do the right things. Well, let's, uh, we can hope. We'll see what the Kings can turn into because they were an awfully fun team to watch last season. Mm-hmm. 
Um, another team that that is always fun to watch, always exciting, the San Antonio Spurs, because they've been a, a really offensive dynamo for the last few years. They find ways to just make guys into good players and, and get production out of guys that a lot of people have never even heard of. Uh, so the San Antonio Spurs, not much in the way of cap space, but you know that they're going to make the most of whatever they can come up with. Yeah, they've got 11 guys on guaranteed contracts already coming back. All are clearly NBA players. Mm -hmm. There's not a single easy cut there. And then they have two first-round draft picks. We'll see if Lucas Amanich is going to be in the league or not. I'm not sure about that. But Keldon Johnson certainly is going to be – they could stash Samanich for a year. They're not going to do much, you know, and it's in it. It feels weird because it, it maybe it seems like here late in the show we're trying to make up time with these teams. It's just how it falls. These yeah. teams later in the alphabet, they're just kind of locked into the roster they have. It's it's after this year that things start to clear up for the Spurs. Um, Aldridge has a partial guarantee after this year. DeRozan player option, and um, you know, so so we'll start to see next after this year. Really, the only big contract on the books, Patty Mills, about thirteen million. So they're going to be good. Uh, I want to see Dejounte Murray get back. Yeah. Uh, you know, super exciting that's guy. That's their One addition the, this year. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That he's going to be their addition this year. I want to see how they make it work with him and Derek White mm-hmm. together, as well as making sure they're still playing minutes for Mills and Forbes. But I trust Pop. Pop will figure all that stuff out. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts running three point guard lineups and things like that. Yeah. That that you know, not, none of none of it would surprise me. And it's what well, whatever it is. I now at this point, I'm the idiot who thought they wouldn't make the playoffs last year and picked against them. You weren't and, the only one. There were a number of people that were right? saying that were saying yeah. that because. They've got to at some point, but it's absolutely. The and, and I'll say it here because it's just my favorite Spurs thing. They've been in the NBA for I believe it's forty-three seasons. They've made the playoffs in thirty-nine of those seasons Incredible. in the NBA. They've only missed four times in their entire NBA history. One time when they missed, they got David Robinson. The other time when they missed, they got Tim Duncan. So some luck in there, but Certainly. what an incredible you know winning you know franchise there. And they're just going to do it again next year, whether it looks exactly the same guys um, or it's slightly different. They're just going to be great again. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're going to see go down. The Spurs are going to figure it out because the Spurs just they they figure it out. It's what they do. Yeah. Um, last team, and, and I guess another team that that I mean, not a whole lot that they can do. They kind of made their move. The Utah Jazz made their move when they got Mike Conley. We know they're parting ways with Ricky Rubio. So now you've got Mike Conley. And I I like this Utah team. I think they're well coached. I think they're a smart team. And I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the Western Conference. Yeah, it's going to be really curious to see what they do with Derek Favors. That's the one That's to watch. July July sixth, his his contract becomes fully guaranteed at seventeen point six million. Until then, no guarantee at all. So if they have any inkling that hey, we can use this little touch of cap space because in order to acquire Conley, they're going to go. They're going to be a cap cap space team. They're going to acquire Conley. That essentially caps them back out. But then they could you know, wave favors and go back, you know, under by, you know, a good amount and go get somebody. So if they have an inkling, hey, we can fill this out or we could trade him to another team who has cap space and needs a big, whatever it is, they'll do that. But I kind of think I'm leaning more towards keep him because I think a starting five of Gobert, Favors, Ingles, Mitchell, and Conley might be the best starting five in the West right now. You know, we, we don't know how the Lakers are going to fill theirs out. We know what the Rockets are going to look like. Warriors aren't the Warriors anymore. That's pretty good. That, that's a pretty good five that's, it is. That's, and it that's fits tough well. to be it does that's the other point right they all make a lot of sense the other thing with favors to be you know just just aware of if you don't watch the jazz a lot 
is he's also the backup center to Gobert, yeah. so they don't really carry. Now, this year, you can go get a backup center pretty cheap. There's a ton of bigs available, guys who you can get, you know, kind of on the fly to, to replace that if you if you go. But but we'll, we'll see where that one goes. Another team, again, right, a lot of roster spots to fill out here because it's really those five guys and kind of Royce O'Neal. That's about all you got left at this point. So they're going to have to fill out their roster one way or another. But I like I, – I, it's not, it's not going to be a problem for them to do that. They're going to be able to go and um, get guys again because no, they're not, they're not the destination Los Angeles is, but a, but a lot of playing time, they're going to be really good and that's going to be important. And then obviously, you know, do what you can when we get to the end of the season to avoid the Rockets because that's just for whatever reason. Right. It's not a good matchup for them. Yeah. So it's, but yeah, man, I love the Conley deal. Uh, And then my last thing that I want to say with Conley is, the Jazz run more sets than any team in the league. They, they, they do very little freelance, very little free-flowing. A lot of those sets run very deep into the shot mm-hmm. clock. When they do that, when it's the regular season, they continually get good stuff out of it because teams are – you've only seen a team. You can't prep for it. You can't right. game plan. When you get into the playoffs, teams now see it four, five, six, seven times. They can start to prep for a lot of those sets, and then that's where it breaks down. It is all fallen to Donovan Mitchell to make everything happen at the end of the shot clock when when the offense doesn't generate a good shot. Now they get Conley who can help with that. I think yes. that's going to help yep. Mitchell, and it's going to help the Jazz overall to be you know having that second creator is huge because they just haven't had it. Yeah, if you swing to Conley and you're you're in a scramble play and you swing it to him, he can do something off the bounce, get in the lane, shoot yep. that little float floater that he's got. Yeah, he's going to be a wonderful addition for them, and I think he makes them a much much better team. Uh, yeah. All right. I think we actually we made it. it. We man. made it through yeah, the entire Western Conference. Well, um, not too bad. Yeah, Dude, a little over an hour. We made it. That's all right, though. It's not summertime. Bad. You're mowing the lawn. You, you know, you're out there for an hour and a half. Go ahead. Exactly. Plug in the headphones and go. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Keith, any any final thoughts before we, before we wrap up here? Um, yeah, I mean, free agency, we're less than two days out now. Can't wait, you know, for it to open. We'll, we'll come back at you pro- probably sometime next week yep. after some stuff has happened. Break it we'll, all down. We'll recap all that. Pro- probably that first one coming back will probably be a little bit long again because probably a lot to talk about. But, you know, super excited to do this. I just want to say thank you to everybody who reached out. You know, was you know yeah. uh, excited about our new partnership doing the show together and excited that the show is back. Thanks to CLNS Media. Thanks to Lakers Nation for all the support with that. Thanks to our sponsors for, you know, helping us out with that. This is, you know, this is a lot of fun for us, but, but if uh, we – we can have fun in other ways too. We both are busy and have families. So if, uh, if it's worth it for us, we're going to do it. And, and it really is. And those notes mean a lot, uh, to, to me, especially when, when people, people reach out, I do want to say, uh, Pete and con are good. You know, they're not, you know, there's no bitterness. They're not right. mad. You know, they, they, they get it. They're, they're, they're so my boys. And, you know, at some point those, those guys will turn up. We'll have them in to say hello. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, you know, I can't wait, man. This is my favorite time of year. You know, now I'll say that at the trade deadline again. I'll say that at the draft too. But, but it really that's just is how much I, we love this game. That's that's oh what it gosh, comes down man. to. Yeah, I can't wait. Summer league right on the heels of yep. free agency. You know, a week from now I'll be out in Las Vegas. I can't wait for that. That'll be you know a lot of fun. Um, when we're doing the show know, from there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're gonna. We're, Trevor and I will be together in person, so we'll be cozied up probably around the same <laughs> mic, and uh, you know, figuring that out. So we'll see see how that goes. But yeah, su- super excited, man. This is this is the the you know the, the best time of year, and can't you know just I love all of it. So it's it's you know gonna gonna be awesome. Uh, just quick plugs. Uh, 
Yahoo Sports, I did uh, positional rankings um, for free agents. So point guard, shooting guard, small right. forwards, power forwards, centers, all of them. And then an overall top 50 will go up um, in advance of free agency opening. And then that'll be your kind of landing page if you need to go and see, like, where did, you know, um, Jimmy Butler end up or whatever the case may be. Um, that'll be where that'll be kind of a live breathing document. Uh, over at Real GM, we are plugging along. We are so close to done with the offseason team previews. Got about I've got three more to write. I think there's four more to post. So those will all be up in advance of free agency as well. You know, that's been been awesome. And you know, all, all the love in the world to those guys for the sport to allow you know me to do all, all of this stuff, getting ready for free agency. Because, again, it is my favorite time of year. It is. This is an absolute blast. I can't wait. I can't wait. Bring the Woj bombs. Bring them all to me. I'm ready for it. I can't wait for free free agency to kick off. Um, again, like he said, thank you to everybody who's been supporting us. Thank you to everybody who's been listening. And please don't forget to go rate, review, and subscribe. Guys, you can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Find Keith at Keith Smith NBA. And uh, yeah, that'll be a wrap for this one. We'll be back at it again next week, and we'll talk all about the latest breaking free agent news. Till next time, see ya.